All right, here we go. We got another episode of the podcast. We got a whole bunch of shit to talk about. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Yeah, a little... Yeah, just a quick rundown of what we're going to be talking about. Talk a little bit about tonight. Talk about NBA, what's been going on. A little NFL recap, picks for the weekend, college hoops. A couple things to talk about there. But all right, before we get to the NBA... I gotta tell you about some bullshit, Joe. I sent you the video. What fucked everyone who bet? Uh, Baylor spread minus whether it be minus eight, minus eight and a half, which I took, or minus nine, which it was earlier in the day. But some fucking bench schmuck, one of the white guys on the end of the Kansas bench, they had the ball inbounded it from half court with one point nine on the clock. Did a pump fake, one dribble, and banked in a shot from three to fuck the spread. So, yeah. whoever had Kansas plus eight and a half, lucky cocksuckers. Everyone else can be fucking pissed like I am. Yeah, but whatever. I hit on uh, LaSalle. LaSalle covered today against St. Joe's. So, one-on-one on the day. For the weekend, college basketball. The picks that we did on the podcast weren't necessarily the picks I did. Uh, I put in on my book. I went f- over the weekend. I th- I was uh eight five and one and uh so solid weekend. I also switched up the pick on the Ravens Bills game. We both took Ravens on the last episode. Switched it to the Bills. Bills fucking smacked them. Other than that, picks were golden on the weekend. Made some money and shit. Uh, Alright, let's get into it. We got... First, let's talk a little bit about the NBA. So, big news dropped since the last time we did the podcast. What? Let's talk everything about the NBA. Let's do it. Yeah, I mean, like, not not too, too much to talk about. So, big news. big thing that we have not talked about. Yeah, Harden trade. James Harden got sent to the Nets in what ended up becoming a 14 deal. Mm-hmm. Nets sent uh ship Karis LeVert, Jared Allen, Terrain Prince, uh Kurutz, uh three first round picks and then three or four pick swaps and then so they the sent their whole future away for the next 5 years. So put it this way, if the Nets do not win at least one, if not multiple championships, within the next three. Yeah, years. it's a bro. It like you before the trade, it was boomer bust with the oh, yeah, with this team. But I want everybody to listen to me on this one. Dude, you're not the only. You haven't even started talking. You're not the only one saying this. Like no shit. No, no. Listen, to what I want to say. Listen, to what I want to say. I like the trade if they win championships, which everyone's saying. But I also don't want to hear people giving shit to the GM for no fucking reason on this because people were saying, oh, it was a worst, bad trade, bad trade, you trade the future. Yes, you did. But if you win championships, that's a different story. And also, you cannot go back and say, oh, it's the fucking Boston trade when we got, when we got fucking Garnett, Pierce. It's two players. totally different totally things. Different but the reason, bad. the only reason people are saying it's a bad trade is because of the Nets' history with the Boston trade. But that was under different ownership, different GM. And when you have it... And when you have... Those were all really old players. And when you have the chance to get Harden, who is a perennial MVP candidate, 
He's led the league in scoring the last several years. Also, a top assist man in the NBA. One of the pro- like, and now the Nets have the two best scorers in recent NBA history on the same team, exactly. and with Kyrie Irving, who hasn't played the last five games, well, and that because you know my yeah, but that's whatever. Uh, besides the point, Harden was a big trade. Also, the trade ended up being good because uh, all the players involved in trades have to go through physicals before the trades go through. Karis Levert had a mess on what was it, his liver, his kidney, one of the two. Yeah, good for him because he's a good kid, battled a lot of injuries so far in his career, got a bright future. We said then the last uh, week or so, I, I was saying that he should be uh, on a short list, not short list, but he should be in talks to uh, be an all-star this year. He really has been balling, balling out. I think... Yeah, and it, I think it'll be good for him playing in Indiana because he has really good big men to play with. And a better, he has better defensive bigs. No, yeah, they no, they traded Oladipo to the Rockets. Oh, yeah, and I think no, not just them. I think other. I think it the Nets because they got Harden win the trade, but the Cavs who tossed in they tossed in a pick and Dante Axum who is like the fifth pick in whatever, like the 14 draft, barely hasn't hasn't played a lick of basketball and taught, threw that in and got Jared Allen for uh, and Terrain Prince for basically nothing. Allen, I mean, the Nets, that was their centerpiece for the next three years. I mean, yeah, and bro, he started a ball. He's going to be a perennial all-star. I mean, the guy's going to be a baller. I mean, they, they made great out on that. They made great. That was yeah. That's why, I, you know what, in all sports, I like when multiple teams are in a massive trade because there's so much to talk about and there's so much history that's going to lead up to this, you know? Like, if the Nets win a championship and have, they might go down like, hey, listen, I'm putting this out there right now. If the Nets, if the Nets go and win two, three championships, if they three-peat, two-peat, they have to either do both for this to be a conversation, obviously. They might go down as one of the best super teams of all time. Better than Miami, LeBron, Wade, and Bosch, and better than KD, Curry, and Thompson in Golden State if they go two two championships back to back or three P. And we'll see after three years. You know, yeah. you know, they might resign, which is going to put them way over the luxury cap. Which they, I'm pretty, I think they are, aren't they? Right now, with the dude, they were before they got Harden. Huh? Forget about it. But they don't give a fuck because they have a fucking owner. Yeah, so here... He wipes his ass with $100 bills and everything takes a shit. Yeah, so, all right. So, let's do a quick rundown of the Nets roster right now. So, we have top two, KD, Harden. Then you have Kyrie. Kyrie has a third fiddle on an NBA team. fucking scary. This team's going to put up fucking points. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yes, and then, then you move, you have Joe Harris, who will probably get pushed to the bench, honestly. No, I like him in the starting lineup. Yeah, but it, it like I think it ultimately depends on the matchup, because, say, tonight, big win over Milwaukee, but, like... Game two, great game down yeah, to the one. Yeah, but, but it ultimately depends. So, like, tonight, you need a Jeff Green in the starting lineup to guard Giannis, because KD right now, coming back from injury, you don't want him... 
playing against such a physical player such as Giannis. So, and Jeff Green's been balling. He didn't miss his first six shots today. And then DeAndre Jordan, your starting center, tweeted out today, the Nets need to do two things going forward. One, Sean Marks has to address the lack of depth at the center position because all they have is DeAndre Jordan, Jeff Green as like a rotation center with different rotations throughout the game for short spans of time. And Reggie Perry, who was... They got they did like some little trade with their second round pick, ended up getting him. He was a fifty fifth pick in the draft. Good young kid, not bad, but he just doesn't have uh like he's still a pretty raw player. Like he shot a three in the game, jump shot looks pretty decent, but he just needs time to mature. He's not a player you could plug in in a championship run. So that's something I don't know what they're gonna do, but they need to make some sort of move yeah. in order to address that because say you get into a seven game series say Eastern Conference uh finals against the Bucks they're gonna run into problems because tonight was one game you're playing potentially seven games in a series whether it be the Bucks whether they get matched up against the Pacers with uh Miles Turner and Sabonis uh you, you could say the Heat uh the Sixers who have given the Nets problems in the past um very true. Who else? And then you could really, and then say they go to the finals against the Lakers. Lakers have AD, they have Marcus All, they have Montres Harrell. Like, that's something that needs to be addressed. And I know Sean Marks has already had the gears turning on this because I trust my life to Sean Marks. But it's going to be exciting. The Nets are playing really good basketball. Shamit switches number to give 13 to Harden, back to 20, which he's worn the past two years in the league. Started to shoot the ball a little bit better. Joe Harris balling out, making that contract look like a fucking steal. And Bruce Brown starting to play better. Luwalu Cabro didn't have a good game tonight, but he's proven in his short time in Brooklyn that he can ball off and get hot really fast. But oh, 100%. All right, so we're ten minutes in. Let's move on. Knicks keep keep their hot start my going. Knicks. My New York Knicks. It's interesting. They had they're on now a two game winning streak, I believe. They won today against Orlando, and then they won Saturday. I forget who. No, they... no, 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 no. They played. They beat Boston today, and they beat Orlando last night. Back to no, no, no. It was uh, it was Boston yesterday. Orlando today blew out Boston by thirty. Technically, Boston, I was looking at the standings earlier. Boston's tied with uh, Milwaukee, I believe, for and like the Pacers Maybe. for the number one seed in the East. Nets are, not, are fifth, half game back. And the Sixers and the there's one other team that's also half game back. Knicks are one game behind the Nets right now. Obviously still too early, but I just want to... I like looking at that shit throughout right now, the... The, Knicks, the, Knicks, the Nets are sitting at 5 in the East at 9 and 6, and the Knicks are sitting at 7 and 8 at the, the, the 6 spot. And also, no. one thing I got to say, the Hawks are sitting at 8th in the East right now. One thing we talked about beginning in our pre-NBA season talk, that the Hawks were a team to watch. Bogdanovich has been out a little bit of time with some, uh, some injury, and he's, he's a big gonna piece... For, he's going to be out for another couple of weeks. He's not, they're not going to have him for a while. Yeah, but all right, that's one thing we got to talk like I was worth mentioning, but all right, let's move on to the NFL. So we got a little recap 
Let's do a little recap because we don't have too many games to talk about. We only have two this weekend. Which are going to be two best games. I oh, it's going to be insane. Play. But before you we get got, to that, so we got... Rogers going at it, and then you got two young bucks at quarterback with Mahomes and Allen who are going to be the new two faces of the NFL. All right, pause. Pause real quick. Let's do a little rundown. So Chiefs-Browns, Browns played their hearts out. Nothing they could do. Yeah. Mahomes got injured. They're saying it was a concussion. Then someone said it was like a neck injury. He wasn't in concussion protocol. Whatever. That helped anyone like myself who had the Browns uh, plus 8 or plus 10 whenever you took it. Because if Mahomes stayed in that game, they were gonna Browns were going to get blown the fuck out. Because the oh, Chiefs' yeah. offense yeah. was going on. Yeah, the Chiefs were r- rolling on all cylinders. Their offense looked like it clicked for the first time this entire fucking season. And yeah. Yeah. it's playoff time. That's yeah, why they, that's why they waited to turn it on. And you're zero and zero after week seventeen. But that's you're in a dance and you're at zero and zero. It's a new season. It's well, a new season, but also keep this in mind. Now that's nine straight games. The Chiefs have not covered the spread. So yes, yes, that's yes. one big thing. Let's go to the Bills and the Ravens. Ravens. Even though I originally took it on the show, I switched my bet to the Bills when I was putting in picks on Saturday. Glad I did. Ravens got blown the fuck out. Lamar Jackson didn't look good. Uh, yeah, but that's that's what happens when you play his style of football. Like he he likes to run the ball. He's physical with it. That's part that's part of the game. If that's how you're gonna play, you got you got to be aware that injuries are gonna happen, and. The, the Bills, you, the Bills couldn't have played a more perfect game, other than maybe scoring every single time down the field. But yeah. that's not going to happen in in football at any level. But they ball the fuck out. Honestly, not re- much really more to say about that game. Uh, Packers Rams, another game that wasn't close. The Rams looked like they were going to stay in it early. I'm going to chalk that up to the dominance of the Packers offense and also golf with the with the thumb injury. But that's just what's going to happen. That's that's professional sports, not just football. Injuries happen no matter who like when when a team goes in a deep playoff run, like whether it be basketball, hockey, football, whatever, there are going to be injuries in teams that lose during that run. We've seen it with the Warriors, seen it with the Cavs in the NBA recently. When the Raptors beat the Warriors, all that shit. That's just part Wait, of the game. Bro, go back. Go, you want to talk hockey on that one? Forget about it. When the, when the Rangers made the cup run in 15, McDonough was playing with a broken foot every game, the whole playoff season. Bro, that's an extra 28 games you're playing hockey. Okay? And hockey is the toughest sport to play, and it's also the hardest championship to play. There's no debate on that. Period. That's, that's what you do. Period. Hockey is the toughest and the hardest championship to win, period. And Ryan McDonough, when he was the captain for the New York Rangers, played with a broken foot for almost 28 fucking games. Because that year when the Rangers went to the Cup, they went seven-game series, basically the whole fucking, all all playoffs, besides when they lost in the Cup to the Kings in six. Who, I think, eh, I'm not getting into it. I'm not getting into it tonight. I'm not getting into it tonight. Let's leave that be. We got one more recap game. We got the Bucks and the Saints. Uh-huh. Ended up, we both picked the Bucks last week. Uh-huh. Ended up winning by, what was it, 10? Ended up being yeah. 10, right? I think it was, what, 30-20 or something Yeah, like that? and 
Breeze report came in like mid first quarter that he was going to retire at the end of this postseason. And honestly, we called it. it wasn't a big call, cold take, but it's because he got banged up, broken rib, ribs, fractured lung. He's hey, old. People don't realize, bro. That's a big injury. Like, bro, you had you had eleven broken ribs total. Okay, I think the human body carries what twelve or fourteen. Something like that. Something, we're we're something, not smart. Something like that. Oh, basically, all his ribs were broken, and also he a punctured went lung. Back in, we went back into the game, and he got hit again, and that's where I think he ha- he suffered from the puncture alone. Yeah, because the rib broken ribs probably yeah. was what punctured it. But yeah, hundred percent, that's what it was. I mean, I don't think he should have went back in the game, but listen, he's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. He's a competitor. The competitors play the game. Yeah, if you could, yeah, if you think yeah, you could play, yeah. you're gonna play. No matter like if you're if you, all like yeah, doctors could tell you one thing, but. It it ultimately comes up to you if you know your body well, which they do at that point. 100%. And if, if you thought he could play, then that's the fine. And he was getting old. He hasn't looked his his real self in the last couple of years. The arm hasn't been there. But Brady looked good. Bucks defense looked really good, which they is nasty. the Buck. So all right. So let's parlay that into into our picks and talk about the games. This upcoming weekend, oh, go with the Bucks Packers first. Green Bay is the favorite minus three and a half over under fifty and a half. Uh, I'm just gonna take the over on this game. I think. What with the Bucks Packers? Yeah, I'm gonna go with the over. Brady and the Bucks offense didn't look their best yesterday, but they were playing against a much better defense than what Green Bay has working for them. Oh, yeah. I mean, 100%. So I think they're going to get rolling. Gronk had a bunch, of, a bunch of passes from Brady that touched his fingertips but were just overthrown ever so slightly that he didn't pull them in. And uh, we'll see. And Brady uh, – no, no, no. Sorry, Rodgers balled out against a really fucking good Rams defense. Rams defense, I personally, I think is more potent. They're better at getting at rushing the passer than the Bucks defense. So mm-hmm. I think he's going to have an easier time. I like. I have. I think the Packers are the team to beat in this game. But oh, it's t- you. It, like I, I find it very difficult to bet against Tom Brady in the playoffs. That's why I'm not touching the spread when it comes down to a day of. Probably going to take a spread either way. Right now, going with the over 50.5. Joe, give me a pick. All right, Kozo. Listen, I agree with what you just said. You took the words basically out of my mouth. Listen, I'm going to take the over at 15.5. That is a nice over. Hey, listen, you're looking at, you're looking at 20, 27, 24. That's hitting right there. That's the, Both those teams have electric offenses where they're going to go off a AB, I feel like he's going to go off for at least one touchdown and probably about 75 yards. That's my prediction for him. He's been going off the last couple of weeks. They're going to feed Fournette again. Fournette looked no, really oh, no, good yesterday. They're going to feed Fournette all fucking day. Green Bay's banged up on defense. They're missing one linebacker, and they're missing one of their best defensive linemen this week. And I think they're going to feed Fournette for at least, at least 23 to 24 carries. I'd say he's going to rush for probably 100 and a touchdown. But – like I said, bro, 
both the games, the Bucks and the Packers and the Bills Chiefs. Bro, great, great. This whole NFL playoff so far has been has phenomenal. Been amazing. Phenomenal. Amazing. amazing. I think my eyeballs have been glued to the TV and my fat ass has been glued to the couch. Put it that way. That's all I've been doing on Saturdays and Sundays was watching football. Oh, everybody has. You shouldn't me. Everybody has. This is the most electric and so much fun to watch these playoffs this year. I am so happy with the NFL playoffs. Last thought on this game for me. One thing we got to... Mo- oh, picks. my bad, my bad. You started rambling, no. I fucking forgot. I just had one <laughs> thing that popped into my mind I want to say, but all right, give me your picks. Hold that thought, hold that thought. No, you said the over. Yeah, no, no, yeah, well, yeah, I'm taking it over, but I think also, uh, I'm talking also money line. I ain't touching the spread at three and a half. That's that's too risky right now, but I do like the package. I think it's Rodgers here. He's going to win NFL MVP, and he's going to win Super Bowl MVP, and he's going to get a Super Bowl ring. That well, that's what happens when you win a Super Bowl. You tend to get a ring. No shit. So <laughs> I'm talking about he's getting MVP, which is one, the Super Bowl MVP, which is two, and he's getting a fucking ring out of it. I think it's Rogers here. I think it's made up that, you know, it, bro, it's a movie script. That's what I'm saying, bro. It's a movie script. They drafted Jordan Love in the first round. Rogers got his balls twisted, as he should, 100%. And then they went fucking crazy. He had probably arguably one of the best careers of, of that he's had since he started the job over Brett Love. So I think it, it, it's a movie script. Like he's getting all three big big nominations this year, and he deserves it because I love Aaron Rodgers. I've always have. He's a class act. He's a great guy, and he's a great quarterback. He's one of the greatest of all time. I'm riding with Rodgers this year. I I can't go against that. No, all right, so last thought on this game. One thing that has to be monitored is the weather because Green Bay is hosting this game. And, yes, oh, yeah, Brady can play in the snow, but the but the weather safe snow does come will will make me not take the over when it comes down to it because I'll probably, I, I usually place my bets to, like, hour of-ish. Uh, yeah. I believe no, it's yeah, like – I mean, agreed on that one. Agreed. Yeah, that, like, you just got to be smart. That's one thing we'll all be watching – all betters will be watching coming up to it. But, all right, let's move on to the to the Bills-Chiefs game. Kansas City hosting the game. Minus, their favorite at minus three, over under 53 and a half. I think two phenomenal defenses. I'm not touching the over. I'm taking – so right now Vegas has Mahomes playing. I think he's going to play because – Right now, no oh, concussion. Bro, there's no doubt in my mind he's not going to fucking play. He's yeah, so I'm taking... No, concussion yeah. You can Number one, the, they would watch for that. Number one, for the TV views. No one's going to watch. want to watch fucking any other fucking quarterback. Oh, you out of your mind? No. Mahomes is 100% playing. He's active. He's playing. I don't want to hear no bullshit this week. Oh, he's doubtful. Oh, he didn't practice. Fuck out of here. Sunday, when it comes, clock time, he's in... He's in the shotgun, 100%. Yeah, so give me Kansas City minus three. Yeah. I mean, uh, the over for the game is going to fucking be ridiculous. I'm definitely taking the over for that one. But I'm taking the Bills. I'm taking the Bills this week. I think you're going to win. Allen, I think he's proven his point 100%. I love Bills Mafia. I love them. I love them. I love them. I think they're a great family organization. Even their fans are concluded in the family that I I love it. I, I love the Bills. I I, they, I think they're going. 
even though they played, what were they this year? Thirteen and three, I think, or twelve and four, something like some crazy. Yeah, whatever. Stat. I think thirteen so, and three, something like that. They, they they played beautiful this year, and if we're talking college hoops and March Madness, low key, this is my Cinderella team, baby. This is my Cinderella team. Yeah, I, like yeah, it's a Cinderella team, but they're still they're thirteen and three. They're nothing. That's that, what I'm saying. That's why I brought up their record. That's why. I, that's why I said it. I'm like they're not really a Cinderella team, but everybody they're they're the underdog off. in this Every, game. But yeah, bro, everyone wants to jerk off Brady and Rogers, as respected. Mahomes, they want to jerk him off because he's the new NFL. Face for the NFL just signed a half a billion dollar contract. Oh, well, more than half a billion, biggest contract in sports history. So they're gonna jerk that off. That's why I like, I love underdogs. I love them. I love them. I love them. I think you're a bunch of dogs. And Allen is my boy, bro. I love this kid. I, I love him. I love him. I love him. I think he's he's a great kid. He comes from a great family. He's a great football player. He's bringing the Bills back to life. When was the last time the Bills had a quarterback? In 93. What happened in 93? They also the Giants in the Super Bowl. Okay? Like, it's just, it's, I think this year is a movie script. I think it's going to be the Bills, Green Bay, Allen brings Buffalo football back to life. Very exciting. I love Stephon Diggs. I think he's Top five in the NFL with his receiving odds. I think he's insane. I think he found a home. Him and Allen are best friends now. Which best I love. friends I love throughout throughout quarantine in like February, March, and April. They were playing video games on Xbox or whatever they use. Built up yeah, a hell of a chemistry. They clearly have a connection on the field as well. Oh, but yeah, the video games just shit. help just make the mesh even more. It's fucking awesome to see. Like you love... We all love seeing great football. But all right, we got a lot of college basketball to talk about. We got uh do got a couple things to talk about from the weekend. And then we'll get to uh picks for tomorrow for Super Tuesday, this being Monday night. And uh and then we'll go with some games for Saturday. But first, this is the first time since 1982 Duke and Kentucky are not ranked in the top 25 at the same time. Wild. Kentucky NIT bound coach Cal said they're not playing in the NIT. If that's where they end up, they're on a two-game losing streak, I believe, right now, and they have a pretty tough schedule the next three games or so. I oh, think yeah. it's I something. Mean, I think they're playing like uh, Alabama, LSU, and one other, and, and like another really good SEC team. Baylor had a huge win. I think their biggest test thus far against Texas Tech covered the spread. For your boy on Saturday, uh, I mean, Texas Tech has an awesome team. Matt McClung balled out. He's been their go-to guy all season. They're he and they're not just force feeding the ball the last several games. He's actually getting into the flow of the offense, getting shots in rhythm. He's still their go-to guy. Uh, kid Shannon Jr. is a freshman. He's balling out. Projected lottery pick as of the last time I saw. Uh, Lottery rankings, they got a hell of a team, but Baylor had a big win. It's something they a big win that they needed to get under their belt. Uh as we go through conference play. And a couple things I talked about, uh tweeted out today. Florida State, Oklahoma State, 
big snubs on the rankings. Yeah, there are a lot of really good teams in college basketball this year, but there are two teams that have a hell. Of, they have a lot of quality wins that are going to help them get ranked higher than their record would dictate come tournament time. FSU had a big win covered against North Carolina, even though North Carolina is not having a great year, but it's still a quality, quality win. Florida State was out without their best player, their go-to guy, uh, projected top six pick in the draft, Scotty Barnes. He's out with an ankle injury. He got Wednesday or Thursday of last week. Without him, played really, really well. Their defense is fucking locked down. Then they won... Uh, I think they beat Louisville, who was ranked last week, not ranked this week. Way game played out in Louisville. They won by like 10 or so. So like they were up by 15 most of the second half. Wasn't really close. Uh, Oklahoma State, they have a big game Saturday. Something we'll talk about. They're playing uh, Baylor on Saturday. Believe it's it's in Oklahoma State, but we'll talk about that when it comes to it. Last thing I'm going to say, two more things to say. One, Miami is looking like a hell of a team. They're still start like piece by piece. They're getting guys back from injury, racking up some quality wins. They had a big win over Louisville on Saturday. That was a system play. Uh, Covered blue Louisville the fuck out. Still haven't gotten Chris Likes back. The 5'7 point guard, but he's the heart and soul of this team. But once he gets back in the game, it's going to add another dimension to this team. They're going to be... Very hard to stop. They have a lot of good athletic wings, good bigs down low. Uh, uh, what's his name? And then they got a couple shooters on the wings. They're another great team. The last thing I'm going to say on college basketball before we get to pick Super Tuesday, Nova hasn't played a game since the day after Christmas. They're coming back tomorrow playing uh, Providence tomorrow, home game for Nova, I believe. Nova's still ranked third. I don't. I do not think they should be ranked third. I think that's fucking ridiculous. They haven't been impressive at all this year. Their record, they're like something like nine and four. I don't think that's terribly good. They haven't had a a tough non conference schedule. Haven't played in almost a month now. I just don't. I just think there are teams that are, have proven themselves. I think Iowa, should, who's ranked four, should be higher. Texas should be ranked higher. Uh, Kansas lost a close game to Baylor today. They've had they're on a losing streak, but I still think matchup Kansas versus Villanova. I'm taking Kansas. Nova still should be top ten, but I just don't think with the with them being laid off because of COVID, I just don't think they should be ranked third. There have been a lot of good teams that have been playing, racking up good quality wins. But that's just me. I just think that's a little ridiculous. I think a lot of people Probably not, evidently not the AP poll voters, but people who, like, two of us schmucks who like sports, like college basketball, would agree with that. But let's get to the games. We got Super Tuesday, something like 10 games on on the schedule uh, that we're going to do picks for. The first game, talk about Purdue, Ohio State. System play, Ohio State the favorite, minus four and a half. We'll recap the system when a ranked team playing an unranked team where the spread is between three and five. You take the unranked team at in this game, Purdue plus four and a half. So right now I'll give you pick. I'm taking Purdue plus four and a half because it's system pick. However, I'm gonna say there's a decent chance I don't take that because I think Ohio State 
is on a roll right now. They're balling in the Big Ten. I think they could really, there's a good chance Ohio State could just come out balling. If they hit their shots like they did on Saturday, I think they could just blow them the fuck out. Uh, Joe, give me your pick. I mean, uh, this week, yeah, I'm going to take Ohio State money line. Uh, College basketball, I'm just doing money line so far with college basketball. I just don't like, you know, the spread in the games is so unpredictable. Any team can win at any point. That's what you do with college sports, with football and basketball. I just like the money lines. I'm taking Ohio State this week. All right, so... uh, so move on, SEC battle, Tennessee, like the best, the highest ranked team in the SEC. I think Alabama is the best team in the SEC. They got pushed into the top 25 at 18 for this week. Come Get to them a little bit later because they have a good matchup. Honestly, the best game of this Super Tuesday. But Tennessee favorite minus six and a half against Florida. I believe it's in uh, Gainesville. Uh... I'm taking Tennessee money line. I think they'll they'll just overpower Florida. Florida still without uh kid uh what's his name? The kid who got who just collapsed on the court in December. Uh what's on, Florida? Yeah, uh uh Keontae Johnson, who is their best player, uh preseason SEC player of the year. They're still without him. Still not sure, unsure of what happened, but he's been back with the team, back on the sidelines with them. Good to see him up and going. Uh, happy that don't like to see anyone go down, whether it be health effects or injuries. But good to see him. Joe, give me a pick. I'm taking Tennessee this week. I like Tennessee. Yeah, they're a great team. They got uh, a lot, a lot of talent. They have some, a couple really good freshmen. They got, as usual, the, Coach Barnes has a lot of good uh, upperclassmen on the roster. They're a team that I'm not going to put into play deep in the NCAA tournament. They're, Rick Barnes isn't a tournament coach. That's all I got on them. Move to Missouri versus South Carolina. Depending on how the lines move, I feel like a lot of people are going to take Missouri. We could see the right now, Missouri's favorite minus six, but we could see it move into uh, system territory. Although that wouldn't be that wouldn't be a system play. I would take South Carolina. I think they're like something like four and seven on the season. They're just not really not a strong team. I think I'm. I don't think I've watched a single Missouri game this year. I'm gonna take them pretty much just on being a favorite. Like the South Carolina hasn't had a good team since they made the uh, uh the final four. What was it now? Like four or five years ago, whenever that was. Uh, it's uh, honestly, I think we're gonna end up going with a lot of favorites this week, but not a lot of great games tomorrow. Honestly, uh, Joe, let's hear it. Missouri, uh, South Carolina. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, I'm gonna toss off on this one. I'm gonna take South Carolina because I love my underdogs. I like the I like the Gamecocks this week. Uh, you know, I'm going to ride underdogs a lot this year in college basketball because I just love underdogs. And like I just said before, bro, like college sports are very unpredictable. Or football and basketball. Very, very unpredictable. Yeah, they're unpredictable. It's a ton of bro, games. in Kentucky, bro. They're, they're, they're bums. They're a bunch of bums this year. You know? And the same thing with Duke, guys. They're a bunch of bums also. I mean, All right, know, two differences between the two. I'm not making excuses for either team, 
but these are the reasons why they're not doing well. Duke, they have they've dealt with COVID a little bit. They've had a lot of injuries. Their best player, Jalen Johnson, hasn't been playing much. I don't think he. I think he's going to be back tomorrow. They're playing Pitt. Uh, Pitt's decent team. I'll, I'll be taking Duke later on when we get to them. But Kentucky, as we said earlier. Uh, well, technically last year, but Kentucky didn't have a single scholarship player on the roster last year, meaning a lot more turnover than they're used to. Their, their big guns, Brandon Boston, their other five-star players haven't been playing well. Their big transfer acquisition, Oliver Saar, got from Wake Forest. He hasn't been playing well of late, and he's kind of their go-to guy. One of their freshmen who is... Uh, talking Mr. Basketball last year, number 11. Name's escaping me right now, but he's starting to catch fire. He's looking good for them. He boosts his draft stock a lot. I don't know if he's going to go in the draft, but he could be late first. Why, why, why don't I think he's going to go in the draft this year? No, no, no. I, like, I don't think he was on a lot of draft boards, but he's been catching fire. He had, and he has like 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six size, good wingspan, fucking sniper, but uh, we'll see what happens with that. Let's move on to... All right. I kind of want to ask you a question about this. All right. What do you think about the one and done? So I think the one and done is good for players who are able to capitalize and get to the money quicker. I think... Agreed. But what do you think about the development-wise also coming in, you know, guys doing one and done. All right. Let's take somebody for example. Let's go to... All right. Let's take two guys for example. I want to go on this for a second. Because this is a very good conversation that people need to hear. All right. We're going to take two guys right now. We're going to take Zion and LaMelo Ball. Two different men. Zion came out of Duke, one and done. Apparently, he's the best thing since since sliced bread happened. He's the next coming of Jesus Christ. All right. So, on Zion for a second. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Let Let me Listen, 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 listen. I think he is great. 100%. Now, let's take LaMelo Ball in perspective, right? Never played a game of college troops in his life. He went pro. And how old was he when he went pro? He was like, he was, no, he was 17. Well, he was 17 when he went pro. And, in Lithuania. In Lithuania, and then was ruled ineligible for college basketball because he played in Lithuania. So he didn't even get to explore options for the college basketball. Ended up. But you know, he was going to UCLA. He's gonna follow his brother. There's no doubt yeah, about it. but so he was—he was gonna play. He was gonna be one and done anyway, and he's looking like a hell of a player already. We talked about him last week, but uh, so but those honestly those so those are two examples of where the one and done. Yeah, Lamelo Ball didn't go one and done, but it would have worked regardless of where he went. But and Zion, one thing I gotta say, he's playing on pure athleticism and feel of the oh, game. Like skill wise, he's developing his jump shot. To the point where he's starting to be like you really got to respect his jumper, but those aren't two guys who are good people to talk about one and done. I think we got to go. We we should talk about. Uh, there's been a couple guys that have gone like undrafted or late second round. Talk about Nas Reed from LSU, who's with the Timberwolves, putting in good minutes with them. Lou Dort, who went undrafted. Thunder picked him up. He ended up being a phenomenal, he, a phenomenal piece. Played really well in their playoff uh, appearance last year, starting for them this year. Uh, but it's it's literally a case by case basis, and there's some. So 
there's some guys who, whether it be them, their, uh, their families pushing them to go get the money, where some guys who yeah so it that's why i'm saying it's a case-by-case basis but you gotta evaluate so where some guys who are projected to go fringe first round they should think about staying in college where you could build like you could work on your craft stay stay at the college over the summer work on your game get coached and a lot of these guys are at top programs where they're with like the coach k's of the world those those really high-level Hall of Fame coaches where you could develop, learn from some of the greatest minds college basketball has to offer. Whereas, where that could be better for them in the long run, where you could go to the NBA, not have a good fit, have a first-year coach, second-year coach. And NBA, there's a lot higher coaching turnover compared to college basketball. So I think then they could end up not developing into the prospect they once thought they were coming out out of high school. So it's got, like... Go get the money. I'm not like you said. I'm gonna agree with you. You're not gonna hate on anyone for doing that. But I think there's something to be said for staying another year. Yeah, there are gonna be uh, scouts that don't aren't gonna like you because you stayed an extra year in college. But going to the pros, it could it could be uh, a big development. And then there's also the factor of whether with the big recruiting classes, other guys coming in, you'd have to fight for a spot, so you would lose. Uh, time on the court and whatnot. That's another issue, and in itself, that's the nature of the game. Personally, I don't think the, I think they should get rid of one and done altogether. I think you should be able to go out of high school if you so desire. Because we're, like, look at the G League Ignite team. So right now, I was looking at a Bleacher Report, uh, first round mock draft a little while ago. Three of the top five guys are on the G League Ignite team. Uh. Uh, fucking Jalen Green, uh, what's his name, uh, then the big dude, uh, Jonathan Kuminga, and they had, I think, honestly, I think they had four guys out of the top ten, two other guys, one shifty guard, and then another really athletic kid, but, so, they've been scrimmaging, they're gonna be playing in the G League bubble, where is it, down in Florida, so, uh, I think it's on, uh, Disney campus, but, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, they went to the hotels, they, they, they uh, same thing. I also I think the NBA is gonna fucking go into the bubble very soon. There's too many games that are being canceled off and right over here. I think they should go back into the bubble. And yo, Adams had it perfect last year when he when they when they asked him. He was like, "Yeah, me. Uh, listen, everything's good. And listen, me. We're in a bubble. We're at a resort. You can't complain. You know." All right, you can't. The guys can't get the girls in there, whatever. All right, whatever. No, I think not the girl. For some players, oh, the girl girls home. is a different oh, thing. Home. But it's uh, I think more for them, it's just being isolated because right now I'm in quarantine. I've pretty much been in quarantine since got back from New Year's. But it's fucking shitty. Like I'm going fucking stir crazy, drinking a lot. But for those guys, yeah, it's good for some players where they're able to just focus on basketball. But you do need some outlet. When, because say the Lakers, they were in the bu- they were in the bubble down in Orlando for forty uh, for four months, so that ta- like it takes a mental toll. So was the heat. So was the heat. So yeah, was the I was just using them as an example, but I'm saying it takes a mental toll on them. They're not seeing their families, and for some guys, families is what drive them. But it's also like, uh, like yeah, it might be a move down the line. I think they stick with it as is. I think the better move would be to do 
14 day pause because we're seeing like as of today the Wizards got more positive tests so the Wizards have now missed five games in a row and I think they're they're not because they have I think six roster guys now and they're not going to be able to play but it's it's something to be said. It's something the NBA's uh going through right now. I think. Oh, 100%. Bro, we want to talk about the COVID stuff real quick. Listen, to this the Dallas Stars are not even ranked in in hockey right now. They have not played one game. All right, granted, three games into the season, but they, bro, they're not on the schedule for at least another week. That's going to be five to six more games that they're going to miss. I've I haven't had heard no reports what's happening. Nothing, whatever. All I heard was the whole team basically has the positive. So they got to be in quarantine for a while, you know. They and, and on top of it, they have to get tested basically probably after the quarantine happens and everything. And if somebody tests positive, they can't play still. So, you know, the Dallas, Dallas is fucking right now in hockey, bro. They, they are so fucking fucked. That's why I think, like, if you're going to play sports like this, I think you should go into the bubble. Listen, the NFL handled, handled it great. I think there's, what, one or two games that actually got canceled? No, it was like, I think it was around, like, five or six, but it ended up. Is uh, it really? Uh, I don't know. had at least. No, it wasn't games that got canceled. Games got moved. Yeah, there was no, a contact I mean, yeah, tracing, well, so yeah. it ended up working for them, but it that worked because. In the well, NFL, you play one game a week, whereas with basketball and hockey, you're playing like anywhere from three to five games in like an eight day span. So yeah, that's when it. Yeah, no, but like schedule, like both in both sports, the schedules were like normally work like that anyway. So it's that's why it's such a big difference in that regard. But uh, honestly, we got. Uh, I want to give you some time to talk a little bit more hockey at the end. So let's just get let's uh, roll through the rest of the college basketball games we got on the on the sheet. We got uh, Miami playing Syracuse. Syracuse favorite at minus six. I'm going with Miami. I think they're they're a really hot team. They're a team that should not be fucked with. Syracuse has not looked really good recently. In game, I think they had a game against Pitt. They barely won. Other games they lost recently. Miami's a hot team. See, we'll see how they do against a 2-3 zone because they're not a great three-point shooting team. They have three-point shooters. Syracuse got some size, but I'm taking Miami. I like, I'm like i riding Miami right now. I think they're hot. They've been uh, working good betting-wise for me recently. And Syracuse just really hasn't impressed me, not been consistent overall. I think the 2-3 zone, they it's better 2-3 zone team than they had in the past. I think they'll be able to turn it around and be a decent team to watch come tournament time. They'll be a low seed. But they can make some noise as they always do. Syracuse is one team you always pick to go deep into the tournament because of Boheim. They they just always put together runs. But uh, all right, give me your pick real quick because we got like five. We have I think three more games left for tomorrow. All right, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, so, so I agree with you on this one. Not to be honest with you. I agree with you on that one. Your college baseball picks have been golden. Absolutely golden. So, I'm going with you on this one, 100%. All right, next game, we got a Big Ten matchup. Illinois has kind of been on a losing streak recently. They're the favorite minus eight against Penn State. Illinois is at home. I'm taking Illinois minus eight. Uh, I think they're big two, Io DeSumo, Kofi Cockburn. They're going to be too much to handle for Penn State, who's a pretty decent team this year. 
they're around like hovering around five hundred. I think they might be like seven four something like that on the season. But I think Cockburn, they got to feed him the ball. He only had like six shots on Saturday when they ended up losing a uh, Ohio State, and he didn't miss a shot. When you have a guy that big, you got to feed him the ball. Yeah, he doesn't have polished post moves, but you get him the rock, and they're playing a team that doesn't. It's not. They're not playing Ohio State. Penn State is not a a, a terrific basketball school. They don't have big time recruits. So, hammer the ball in the post. I would assume it was going to get you around twenty twenty two a game. Uh, he's going to be the guy getting the ball, facilitating the offense. They got to get their shooters moving on the wing. They got to get their shooters going. Something we got to look at going forward. I'm taking Illinois on this game. Joe, give me your pick quick. We got two more on Tuesday after this. I'm going to, bro, you know me, boy. Underdog, baby. PS2, baby. All day long. Lion Nation, brother. Let's do it. PS2. Penn State. All right, next game, the be- I think, hands down, the best game of this Super Tuesday slate. We have 18th-ranked Alabama visiting LSU. Uh, I think I think the Alabama is right now my favorite team, though I think is the best team in the SEC right now, even though they're not they're the third-highest-ranked team. I think they're the best right now. Uh, John Petty just broke the record for uh, three-pointers, I think, in the career at Alabama, he's a senior. He's been their guy. Jump shots gotten better. He's facilitating the ball well. They got a lot of great pieces there. The underdog at plus one. I'm taking Alabama. LSU, another great team. They've got a hell of a team, and Sharif O'Neal hasn't been getting a ton of minutes, but that just speaks to the the overall talent LSU has on the roster. Why they're the favorite at minus one. I'm rocking with Bama. They're a hot team right now. They've been rolling. Give me Bama. Going LSU, baby. I'm going LSU. Yeah, you've been like you've been. You, I've been loving O'Neal. I mean, like you said, I mean he's not getting a lot of minutes, but I think he should get more minutes than he should. But he's not getting as much minutes as he should because coming off. Yeah, coming off of that. Yeah, right. that's look, the reason why. I think the guy's a baller. I mean, look at his father. I mean, come on. Yeah, he's got a lot more, like a lot more skills than his father. Not the brute strength that big boy Shaq did, but he's got the finesse. He's at like six nine, six ten. Got a jump shot. Got some handles. But all right, let's move on to last game, Super Tuesday. We have Duke favorite minus two and a half against Pitt. Uh, I think this game's in Pittsburgh. Not really sure about that, but I'm taking Duke minus two and a half. I think Duke, this is where Duke's gonna get a game, uh, a pretty winnable game. Not a huge spread. But I think they take this game. Uh, I'm not taking them spread. I'm taking the money line. I think they need a big win and start to get rolling come uh, coming down the stretch in conference play. And I think Coach K is going to get the boys motivated to get them back into the top 25 or at least in the conversation come next week. I'm not really sure what their schedule is looking like. Oh, they got a game against Louisville on Saturday. So that's going to be a tough one. But uh, Joe, give me a pick real quick so we can move on to Saturday. We got a few minutes left yeah, I uh, for the recordings uh, just to get you some time on the NHL. I know you want to talk about I that. Duke. I got Duke. I got Duke. Yeah, hard to bet against Duke. I think it's going to be a really close game coming down to the wire. I think it's Duke will not cover unless they just blow them the fuck out and catch fire. Right, let's move on to Saturday. We got eight games on our sheet, not a huge, not a huge slate of college basketball on Saturday. As far as a lot of 
ranked teams playing. We were not seeing Iowa, not seeing a couple other teams. Oregon, who's in the top 25, they're on pause for COVID. The game is tentative for Saturday. They had their game uh, postponed today, pretty much canceled. But the first game, uh, we got Illinois' top 25 team playing unranked Michigan State, who's another good team. They caught some bad losses early on in the season as to why they're not ranked, but I'm taking Illinois' Uh, in this one, I like I like taking Illinois. Yeah, they did me wrong a couple times, but I think they're 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 gonna be the favorite. They're the team. They're they're the team to bet on in this game. Oh, yeah, bro. I mean, I agree with you on that one. Illinois is one hundred percent. Yeah, Michigan State team to watch come tournament time. Uh, Tom Izzo always has his teams rolling going into the tournament. That's one thing to always watch. We'll move on to the next game, Virginia Tech. They're gonna be like probably. Four or five point favorite against Syracuse. Watch could be a, a uh, system play. Uh, I'm just going to go Syracuse on the thought that I think it's going to be system play. Might not be. If it's not a system play, I'm going to take Virginia Tech. So toss that up in the air. Not really a game I like. Just one I wanted to just throw, on the, throw on the sheet for a little bit. But we'll go with uh, Joe. Give me a pick real quick. Virginia Tech, 100%. All right, this is going to be the game of the day. Baylor, Oklahoma State, in, in Oklahoma. Cowboys, home game. I think uh, it's going to be a tough one. Both teams have good defenses. I, I I really am excited to see this game, to see how Cape Cunningham plays on a hell of a good defense. It'll be interesting to see who... Baylor throws at him. They're probably just going to throw all their all their defenders at him, throw... Uh, Jared Butler throw all their guys at him. Just give him different looks. Get under his skin. He's Kate Cunningham's cool, calm, and collected. Like he's still the number one pick in the draft. But it's just another test, just to see how he plays against a top team. And it'll be a good game to watch. Say, dependent like as long as it's a blowout, not a blowout. Even if Oklahoma State loses, they're going to be the underdog in this game. But as long as they keep it within like eight or nine points. I think that just goes another game on the record and another reason why they should be a ranked team because it's a tough game. Big 12 is a tough conference as always. Baylor snuck out an eight-point win today over Kansas. Number six, it was number two versus number six in the country. Yeah, but it, yeah, but it's it's going to be a good game for both sides, boosting. It would be another good win against a really good team for Baylor and also Oklahoma State. Even if it's a loss, just a big boost for them. I'm going to go Baylor on this one. Uh, it's not going to be a system play. Uh, spread's going to be too large for it to be a system play. I'm going to go Baylor. They haven't stood me wrong. They're still undefeated on the season. Like You just can't go against a hot team like that. Agreed. Baylor. Yeah, so let's move on to UConn Creighton. We still don't have James Booknight back for UConn. They lost... Uh, I think a se- they had a seven-point loss to St. John's at home today uh, as like a five-and-a-half, six-and-a-half-point favorite versus Creighton. Creighton still doesn't have Marcus Zikorowski in the lineup. We'll see if either of those two guys can make a return. And I hope they do because those are the two best players in the Big East this season. Them two and uh, Jeremiah Robinson-Earl on Villanova. But... I'm going to rock with Creighton. I think they they caught a very, I think it was a buzzer beater loss on Saturday. Uh and their Creighton's 
uh like other players other than Zigarowski, uh big uh big burly dude number thirty four on Creighton put up like thirty four in a law in that loss. He had a hell of a game. I'm going with Creighton. I don't think UConn has the size nor the depth or the offensive firepower without Book Knight to compete with Creighton. But it's gonna be a hell of a game. Hell of a game. Oh, one hundred percent. Oh, we got a bail all the way, Barry. Let's do it. Uh, let's move on to Duke versus Louisville. Not sure where this game is being played, but uh, Louisville, Louisville. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna rock with Louisville. Also, I think Louisville will probably be the favorite in this game. They're the team ranked most recently. They got bumped out of the top twenty-five with their loss to Miami on Saturday. Uh, but I'm taking Louisville. They're the team that has. That overall ha- is playing the best out of the two, and they have, uh, they just have a much better team in my opinion, and they just got to roll. And you got to go like college basketball and sports in general. You got to ride with the hot team. Yeah, we took Duke just because they're Duke first Pitt, but that's Duke first Pitt, not Duke first Louisville. Louisville is a hell of a basketball program. Oh yeah, going with Louisville here. Next game we got what? UCLA, Stanford? UCLA. UCLA is the ranked team in this equation. Uh, they're ranked like 24 or 25 right now, somewhere around there, 23 to 25 range. Stanford is 8 and 5 on the season. They have a uh, projected lottery pick. Kid Zaire Williams played with Ronnie James last year, Sierra Canyon. That's a game I just want to put on the schedule. I think UCLA is going to win, but it's just a game to watch because Stanford's probably going to be a tournament team. They're not going to win the Pac. They're in the running to win the Pac-12. I think Oregon's a team to beat in the Pac-12, and they're going to be a good pick come tournament time. But I just put it on the slate. Just I want to see how that kid Williams plays. Because he's an NBA talent at six eight, lanky wingspan, offensive game coming around. Both Great. took UCLA on that. We'll move on to Nova versus Providence. I believe this game is in Rhode Island. Uh, I'm going Nova here. We haven't seen him play. There, Nova's gonna have a tough time with Watson down low. He's a physical specimen. It sucks. Uh, David Duke on. Providence, he's just he. It's just tough for him because they just haven't gotten going. Feel bad for him and Cooley. Duke's a hell of a player. Cooley's a hell of a guy. Excellent, excellent coach. You know my qualms with him. Can't hate him for the move, but wish he stayed at Fairfield. Would have made my time at Fairfield a lot more fun. Would have had some fucking nasty teams. But I'm going Nova here, picking the favorite. But Providence is on a losing streak. Can't go with them. Yeah, we're going over too, bro. Yeah. Can't go hard to bet against Jay Wright. Uh last okay. game. Big game for SEC. Missouri versus Tennessee. Uh I'm not sure. I think Tennessee's the home team. I'm gonna go Tennessee. I don't like Missouri again, haven't watched them, but also they haven't made enough noise to warrant me watching them and also to take them against Tennessee, who I think is the most loaded team in the SEC. As far as roster-wise, I think Alabama, as I've said, is the best team in the SEC as of right now. But that's because they had a couple losses earlier in the season. They're the hottest team in the SEC. Uh, I'm going Tennessee. Missouri just hasn't done 
done anything, anything that weren't weren't talking about. Yeah, uh, fuck it. I'm going to Missouri this week. You know the door, bro. You know the door this week, Missouri. All right, the recording's about a time out. Not don't have enough time to talk about hockey. Maybe we'll get on on it again and talk again before the weekend. But all right, doses.